0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young.
2: Well, hello there, and welcome to Transformation for the Success Show, the show with the most. For many years, my passion has been to empower people with simple success principles to transform their lives. And each day, I am driven to make a difference in the lives of others. You know, and like most people, I know, you want success and you want it now. But transformational change takes work. And sometimes people want to bypass the work. But there are things that you must do to get results. And it is so empowering to learn from others who've achieved at the level you desire. And you can learn transformational success more rapidly. Now, today, I have a guest that I met in New Orleans at the SAGE conference earlier this year, and he's going to share his amazing journey of transformational success and how his vocational choice was strongly influenced by events that took place in the Midwest during the 1980s. And at that time, the market was filled with millions of people who, by nature, were what I call security-minded, and there's nothing wrong with that. But due to the changing economy and a factory that closed down in the town, that they were forced, many of these people to cross from the left side of a cash flow into the right side, where their brand of security did not really exist. So today, my guest is Paul Ziliak, who's co-founder of XK Zero, and he's going to share his story of how he evolved to help define the rules of a new economy. So today I've entitled our show, The Joys in the Age of Mobile Technology. Each week, my goal is to empower you listeners to make changes in your life. You'll hear the stories of many individuals like Paul who have transformed their lives to make a difference in the marketplace, their communities, and the world at large. Yes, I believe that all of us were placed here lovingly on this earth by the master craftsman himself to make a difference. And for some of you, it's time to make a change. A change to find more success, not only in your personal life, but your professional life as well. You'll have to start doing things differently in your life and take control of your personal life. Start doing things for you. Change your views and open your heart and mind to new things. This is a show for everyone, the young, the bold, the seasoned, the shy, and the restless. And each week, I know you will be inspired, you'll be empowered, challenged, and energized by the empowerment commentary and the incredible stories and success principles from interviews that I conduct with successful personalities from all walks of life and professions. I have actors, educators, singers, Technology experts, financial and wealth building experts, corporate leaders, health and fitness gurus, and artists, and many other interesting people from all over the globe. And yes, many of them share something in common. They've all struggled, failed in many of their pursuits, some in their marriages, and some in their careers. But there are many powerful, life-changing, and effective vehicles for Per personal growth and transformation, and you're going to hear from my guests today. But what did they do to get there, to enjoy the benefits that they now have today? I welcome you listeners to call in live or Skype your comments or questions to me during the show at info at The number to call in is 1-888-346-9141. And if you're calling internationally that's 001 480 553 5754. I invite you to email your feedback and your comments to me at com, And you can accept, you can access me on any of my channel pages Twitter, Instagram and Facebook and my Facebook is Transformation for Success and you'll get right to me. Now to my guest Mr. Paul Ziliak Co founder of XK Zero. Paul is a registered CPA and former auditor. He's dedicated his professional career to the growth and success of mid sized and small businesses. So, greetings, Paul. Welcome.
3: Hello, Dr. Young. How are you today?
2: I'm great, and it's good to have you on the show today. So, thank you for taking time from your busy schedule to be with me.
3: I'm happy to be back. Oh,
2: great. Well, you know, uh, we've done this before. I mean, having the opportunity to interview you at the SAGE conference in New Orleans was a fantastic opportunity to meet you and see what you do. But, you know, I wanted to know a little bit more about you. We didn't have a lot of time in New Orleans, but... I was excited to just have you come back on the Transformation for Success show and tell us more about your background, more about who is Paul Ziliak, what are you about? And I want to know specifically what happened in your your hometown that strongly influenced your vocational choice. So share with us.
3: Yeah, no, I'll be happy to do that. So um <clears throat> Yeah, a little bit. I'm sure most of the listeners are not you know, familiar with our company. So I co founded a company uh, called XK0 in 2009. And we're a software development company. We're located in uh, Chicago and we focus uh, primarily on mobile technology. We help automate uh, sales and delivery people. And this is for mid size and uh, growing small companies. And that's a sector of our, of our economy that I'm very passionate about is working with those small business people and those mid-sized companies to be able to compete with, you know, the large enterprise type uh, companies. So, you know, that's a great passion of mine and um, a tremendous learning opportunity, you know, day in and day out to learn uh, from entrepreneurs and business owners and share best practices and creative ideas to just try to make our local communities and the world that we live in Better by the way that we do business. So,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, boy, back about. So the town that I grew up in is Fort Wayne, Indiana. So mm-hmm. that's what you were kind of getting back to. And right. and um, I I started college. Uh, in the fall of 1980. So, you know, a little historical perspective, that's the end of the Jimmy Carter administration, beginning of the Ronald Reagan administration. And it it was a a time when the United States still had a a large manufacturing uh, base. In fact, we were probably the largest producer economy in the world still, you know, in that time frame. And that's the world that I started in college. But it also was still relatively early in what at the time was one of the worst recessions that we'd had since the great depression, mm-hmm. you know, many decades before that. The, the town that I lived in Fort Wayne, Indiana had one major employer and that was international harvester. It t- still exists to this day. It's now called Navistar and they were makers of industrial equipment um, they were forerunners in, in uh, making SUVs, uh, large trucks, things of that nature,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they had
3: about ten thousand employees in a town of less than two hundred thousand people. So you can imagine the that's how a lot consequential. Of people. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of people. They're a very consequential uh, employer. In fact, as I went through high school, you know, I had friends who said, uh, you know, why go to college? They'd argue with me. Why should we think about going to college? We can, get, we can get jobs at Harvester and be making money that might take you 5, 10 years with your college degree before you're making that much money, right? Mm-hmm. So th- these are things that I thought about. You know, do I need to go to college? I could just be a factory worker, start making good money and have a middle-class existence. And, and I don't come from a wealthy family. We're a very uh-huh. middle-class family and, uh-huh. and all of that. Well, in 1982, International Harvester announced that they were pulling out essentially the entirety of that 10,000-employee workforce. And at that point, then I was probably sophomore, junior in college, and it had a devastating impact on our local economy. So here we are with a bad Mm. economy, horrible recession in the U.S., and now the city that I live in, Fort Wayne, Indiana, has one of the highest unemployment rates in the entire country. And it really staggered me at that time when I was, had started college, but I hadn't mm-hmm. picked a major. And it, it really gave me a lot of thought about what it is that I was going to do with my career um, to deal with a new economic reality, essentially the loss of a lot of these manufacturing jobs that was being laid before us.
2: Wow. And here you are a sophomore in college when this happened. Wow. So yeah. uh did this have an impact on your family in the town and friends, those of who decided not to go to college and they were working in the factory?
3: More on more on friends than uh directly on on family. Okay, um, that was my, my that dad was good. Was, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, my dad was a white collar uh worker in uh, in retail. That was another sector that was changing very rapidly. Um but we couldn't quite see it as tangibly as we could see uh, the changes in manufacturing. But um, you know, I had a, a number of friends from high school who had taken the route uh, to move into blue-collar uh, types of jobs, and who already were had gone that direction. Were buying houses, buying cars, and mm-hmm. and um, really kind of carrying on a legacy that our our parents and our grandparents had had, right, the, the promise of the 20th century American dream, um, my generation really was was probably the last one that really a- attempted to move down that path in the industrial United States. But the, the rug was being ripped out from under us. And, and, and so we saw, we were seeing it. Um, less so from my peers more so from the parents of my peers,
2: mm-hmm. you know, we were seeing them
3: losing jobs, having to sell their homes. Oh wow! Um, st- start to look at re-education and retooling mm-hmm. uh, of them themselves, and and frankly, here we are thirty years later, and much of that is still going on.
2: It's true. It's true. Uh, I remember something happening in a in a town that I was working and living in, where uh, the economy took a dive and. People who were electrical engineers, people who worked at um, an army base—they all just—it was just completely wiped out. A whole number a large number of workers, and they actually many of them walked off and left their homes. They just—they just walked off, and left yeah. their homes. Yeah. Well, Paul, I'm going to ask, how did you involve in a way? Because what you did in school was you decided to, I guess, major in business administration or um and decided on a career an accounting, I guess. Yeah. So Yeah. Okay. Well, we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back and I wanna talk about how you evolved in a way that is now helping define the new rules of the new economy. So listeners, don't go back, don't go away. We'll be right back.
3: Do you feel alone, even when you're surrounded by others? Do you feel that there's sometimes nowhere to turn and nobody really understands? Remember, you are not alone. Every week, host April J. Ford, who has faced adversity as a constant in her life, helps you rise above life's challenges with your own blueprint meant to help you find out who you are. April's challenges have included childhood sexual abuse, becoming a widow and single parent at 32, and other such curveballs. She'll help you every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment.
0: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
1: This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program.
2: Hello there and welcome back to Transformation for Success and my guest today, Mr. Paul Ziliak co-founder of XK Zero, a mobile and web commerce application. Okay, Paul, it is so good again to have you on the show. And as we uh, went on break, we were talking about how you involved uh, evolved in a way that's now helping define the rules of the new economy. So I want you to tell the listeners how you went from being the CPA, <laughs> dedicating mm. your life to being, uh, you know, this... This registered CPA and auditor to become the co-founder of XK Zero.
3: Sure. So, um, you know, really, you know, if we go back to 1982, right? International Harvester, you know, pulls the rug on on 10,000 mm-hmm. workers in our mm-hmm. 170,000 or so, you know, person town, and that really stood me up straight. Um, yeah. I, I, I what I decided at that time is that I was going to choose a major that in my mind was going to be recession proof. Now, this might be really <laughs> simple minded thinking, but this is, you know, me, imagine me, you know, I'm 19 years old and and, and I said, you know, by golly, if, if I get a degree in accounting, whether people are making money or losing money, they still have to know, don't they? All those <laughs> right. people have jobs, Right. right. And, and so uh, that, that, that was my thinking That's it was no more complicated than that. And I also had an aptitude for math, right? And I, I was going to <laughs> for me, right? It, it got, it got me, uh, it got me started. And I think, you know, maybe some of it was, there was a little bit of a, I told you so in there too, because I took an accounting class in high school and I used to sign my name. Paul Zeliak, CPA, is how I would sign all of my homework assignments and my tests in my high school accounting class. And the teacher, a guy named Dick Krause, he would say, Zeliak, you're never going to be a CPA. And, oh and my well, God. I, sure enough, <laughs> uh, 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 I, uh, I, I did. I did. So so I embarked on a career in, uh, in public accounting, uh, moved to Chicago, uh, where I got my first job. And I went to work for... Uh, not one of the global CPA firms, the big eights, as we call them back there back then, but I went to work for uh, a mid-sized uh, CPA firm in Chicago, which for me was a real blessing because it what it did is it let me work with entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial-type companies, mostly local or regional-type businesses, and they happen to be manufacturers and distributors, which being a Midwesterner, I could really relate to. So, I had the opportunity to learn a lot about these companies by being an auditor, but I I really didn't enjoy that work, right? Going in and looking did people classify things properly and so on. It was not really satisfying work for me. But I did appreciate the fact that I was learning quite a bit. So, now, you know, eight I'm 8 years into my career, so now it's in the early 90s, around 1991, 1992. And there was a gentleman uh, that worked for my CPA firm who was putting in software systems for these small and mid-sized companies to transform their paper-based accounting systems into computer-based accounting systems. Mm-hmm. Well, he and I became friends and I, be- I became really curious about the kinds of projects he, he was working on. I went into the corner office of the managing partner and his name was Barry Clayman. I said, Barry, I said, I'd really like to go and work on some of these computer software projects with this guy Irv just to learn more about that. Mm -hmm. Well, I was a productive auditor at the firm. I'm not embarrassed to say. And so he looked at me and he said, no, you don't, you don't want to do that. And I turned around, I walked out of his office and I'm like, you know what? I do want to do that. I'm really interested in doing this, computer work, because to me, it seems like the next place that my industry is going to go. You know, I couldn't see everything that the likes of a Steve Jobs or somebody could see, but I could see enough that the old way of doing things was not going to be with us forever. And I had the opportunity to sort of get on on a front wave. So this guy, Irv, ended up leaving our CPA firm, and I went to work for him. I became his first employee. Um, And that got me started down the path of being in the software business.
2: Paul, back up. Yes. I want to ask you something because I'm seeing uh, quite a few things about you. One, Mm. here you are. uh, I'm going to go back to being a student in a class and signing all of your papers in accounting as CPA. (laughs) Okay. All right. Now, as as I go back to the good book. The manufacturer's manual, it says in the scriptures, call those things as though they were. So, mm. and I, this is something that I really advocate with people, and you did it. You started seeing yourself and absolutely putting it on paper, CPA. Mm. So, you yeah. become the CPA, and as you yeah. said in your words, you became a productive auditor for this company eight years later, yeah. I mean, years later, yep. you yep. served eight years as a productive auditor. Then you begin to meet someone who talks about software systems that are going to change to a computer-based system in the field of accounting. Am I correct? Right. Yep. Yep. So here we go again, Paul, the visionary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you got a yeah. great name anyway. Paul, the visionary. Oh, thanks. Sees yeah. I, I, the opportunity. I, I, but you did yeah, something I, most people don't do. You took a risk and left the job and went to work for this gentleman. Right. So, okay. The reason why I'm calling you out on this is because these are principles that the listeners need to really um, take heed to of what it takes to become successful on your transformational journey. Risk and really seeing yourself already before it is actually done. So, Tell me what's next, and how you then begin to become the co-founder of XK Zero.
3: Okay, I'm going to do it, and 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 I want to thank you, and I want to thank you for for that too. I accept, I'm accepting that as a compliment, and uh, I I appreciate that. (laughs) I want to add one other thing to the uh, to that formula for the people Mm -hmm. who are really interested in being successful Mm -hmm. and being able to transform their lives into a successful professional life, and that's also acquiring specific skills. You right. know, It is really important, whatever, you know, however it is that you see yourself, you know, in this world, and I agree with you perfectly, and I, I could not say it as eloquently as you did, but uh, I also believe that, it, that there's so much power in being able to see yourself and see the things that you can do. hmm to be able to help lead you to be there, it, 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 to, to help you get there. But unless, you've, unless you take the time, you know, and find a discipline where you can get skills, right, this is a hard part, right? You said, you said in your introduction, I thought it was really wonderfully stated, how a lot of people aren't willing to do the hard work. Right. I, got, I did get the skills, thank goodness. I'm so happy I was able to go to you know, college in the, in the early 80s when it was still cheap and affordable for most Americans who were inclined to do it. And I hope we can get back to that um, where yes. it's more accessible to more people. But right. um, I, got, I got specific skills, and I also stuck with a job that I really didn't like all that much. But I knew the knowledge that I was gaining and the experience and the relationships I was building were important. You know, it and that's
2: um, absolutely correct. And I yeah. can't tell you how many people so, I've, I've actually had to give that advice as a coach that where you yeah. are, you may not like it, but you're gaining experience on that particular step to prepare you for the next step. And one right. of the things that uh, I'm adding to That's what you said, the power to see yourself, but getting the specific skills that you need. Mm -hmm. But, Paul, if you'll never see it, you will not achieve it. If you never see it, you'll never achieve it. So you saw yourself as a CPA. You saw yourself being this successful person, but you Mm -hmm. took time to get those specific skills that would lead you to the next ladder of success. So I am yep. so proud of you for sharing that. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So, all right. So,
3: should we should we continue the journey to how absolutely you go from... the
2: journey is so interesting because here you are now working for this gentleman. We haven't got yep. to the point where you're helping to conceive and launch something yet.
3: <laughs> right, right, right. So, so yeah. So let's do that. So, so I went to uh, I went to work uh, for this guy. Irv Michaels was his name, and uh, and we ended up spending, uh, boy, let me, let me do the math now in my head about the next six years or so together. Mm -hmm. And, and I just loved it. I went from doing work. I didn't really enjoy to doing work that I just fell in love with. Now we're going into companies and we're not casting judgment on the way that they keep their financial records. We're giving them new tools to make their jobs better and to give companies who actually invest and, and embrace the new technology to give them real competitive advantages,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
3: for them to grow and succeed. And it was so obvious. It was so easy to see the good that we were doing in doing this work. And I, and I just loved it. So I went from a, a job that I knew was important, I knew I was learning, to one now where I could, um, because I have a, a, a lot of innate passion, I actually mm-hmm. now had a job I could put some passion into. And I became, frankly, pretty darn successful at putting these systems in for these mid-sized and growing small businesses to help them be more um, productive and more competitive uh, in, in their work. And the great thing for me is that there really were no rules to how to do this work. But because of my background as a CPA, right, we did think we do things when we're CPAs. Right. We work in very structured kind right. of ways, right? right? So you so what I got, to, what I got to, what I what I saw, I need to do was to create structure, to create methodology mm-hmm. for how to put these systems in, and and I love doing that. That was creative, right? I was able to tap into uh, real creativity on my part, right, uh-huh. right, right. Tap into that side of me to sort of marry up the. My technical aptitude, with uh, my creative capability as well. So, not not only to put these systems in, but to become uh, someone who is helping define the rules of how these systems get put in. So then we could train other people to come in, do the similar type of work, and grow our business. So, uh, you know that that was a great thing. But then, you know, as those years start to Go by and and, and and the time frame actually was pretty short time horizon. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm five six years into this, and all of a sudden, you know, one of the next things I realize is that we're starting to reach a point where the companies don't need the same level of help with these systems as they did when we first got into it. So they because outgrow. Now,
2: they outgrow. Yeah, every, right.
3: Yeah, and and at this point now, everyone's getting a computer at home, right? Everyone knows how to use a mouse. Everyone, you know, now we've got the Internet. And and so everybody, the whole world is becoming more computer savvy, right? So that's not enough, you know, for me to be valuable in this environment anymore. So that kind of starts the process of like, okay, well, how? what else, what am I going to do next that's special, right? What's mm-hmm. going to happen next to me? And, 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 you know, and that sort of gets us to XK zero. And it took a few years of just being open and kind of studying opportunities and, and all of that. And um, uh, by that time, I, I had a partner in, in my business, Emery so Carragha, I'm going to hold
2: you and, right there, right? And, I'm going to hold and, you right there because we're going to talk about what's next, what happened, when you got to keep pace and you got to look around and say, what's next and what do I do now? And we are going to be right back, listeners, with we're taking a little short break, but don't go away. We'll come back with more from Mr. Paul Zilliak and his story of transformation. <music>
1: Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Now on
0: Voice America, the road you travel in life is never a straight line. It's more like running around in circles, which is not a problem when you make Richard Flint a part of your world. When you're standing next to Richard, you begin to see a lot less confusion and a whole lot more clarity. Things just start falling into place every Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Power, power to Be with Richard Flatt. Flatt. Join us, and more power to you.
1: Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person?
0: for exciting video content, live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now.
1: This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 188-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program.
2: Hi there and welcome back to Transformation for Success with my guest today, Mr. Paul Ziliak, co-founder of XKZero, a mobile and web commerce application. Listen. Paul has dedicated his professional career to the growth and success of mid-sized and small businesses. He was a former registered CPA and auditor, had some life-changing experiences, listeners, and so now we're at that point where he's going to talk about what's next and how when his companies that he was working with began to outgrow his views and outgrow his skill set. Now it's time for something else. So, Paul, thank you and welcome back and tell us, what happened next
3: <laughs> so so what happened next is uh you know, Apple came out with the iPhone, right mm-hmm. Steve Jobs kind of wowed the world you know with the with the release of the iphone and and not long after that the the ipad and mm-hmm. so now you know our the the p c world that we had all grown into you know all of a sudden becomes. Starts to become yesterday's technology again, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so uh, we we looked at, and I, you know, I've been uh, very blessed with uh, an amazing business partner, em- Emery Karaja. He's he's the quiet guy in our partnership, and the, my <laughs> co-founder uh, in the business. But Emery's um, Emery's an industrial engineer, and he's also an MBA, and he's been in this in this industry of software systems for businesses for almost as long as I have. And mm-hmm. um so we're in and, and he and he's a great uh creative uh uh force in, in our industry
2: mm-hmm. and
3: and I have the great pleasure to work with him day in and day out. And so he said to me one day, he said he, it was simple. He said we need to make our solutions for the iPhone and for the iPad. And I looked at him and I said, you're right, (laughs) Uh, that it was so obvious that these that Apple had created such fabulous devices that they now were rewriting the rules. And we didn't exactly know um, how what this what form these apps were going to take for us. Right. You know, but we knew, like you say, that that the market was really kind of outgrowing our value was being. Um, diminished Mm -hmm. because we had done our jobs. We had helped educate the market, you know, helped make them better. So we needed to evolve and make the next step. So we started, uh, we had already done some mobile development on the windows platform, but that was ineffective. It was bad technology. It was Mm -hmm. not reliable. All of that. Apple gave us a platform and that was a gift for us because, um, you know, our team, Emory, and our and our other developers really took to it, um, it and really uh, took what the the power of the back office systems that we ran on PCs. They took mm-hmm. that and, and built in sort of the elegance of the experience of using an iPhone and an iPad to now, more specifically, for salespeople uh-huh. people delivery drivers, people like that to make their jobs better, to make their lives better. Still mm-hmm. tied into these back-end systems, but now we're going down a much more narrow path right. than you know, solving all of the te- technology for the company. Now we're going to solve something small and we're mm-hmm. going to get out of the office and we're going to hit the street now and join the mobile world with smartphones and, and tablets. And, and that's how XK0... You know, came came to be. And we've been um, we've had our ups and downs with getting there, but we're uh-huh. ne- we're at a point now where we're writing the rules um, for how mid-market and growing small companies can effectively sell from a smartphone, deliver product, accept payments, and all, all of those kinds of things. And so our uh, journey continues,
2: so basically, you created. Uh, a, a great and new user experience using these mobile apps for distributors because it's going to help them, I guess, grow more revenue and serve their yep. customers better, and yep. and also now the only the downside of this when it says reducing administrative expenses does that mean not staffing? It doesn't necessarily does it necessarily reduce staff or just some of the administrative overhead that you would if you weren't using a mobile app.
3: You know, that, that's a good question. Our, you know, our experience has been that, that the um, administrative savings that you get mm-hmm. from uh, mobilizing a sales team, that those employees typically um, have jobs that, that get redeployed within their company. I, I will tell you where, where those jobs end up getting eliminated. It's in the companies that don't invest in evolving with our times. And, you know, because yeah. the, the, ones who, the ones who do invest, those are the companies who grow. Those are the companies who succeed. Those are the companies who are competing to win, you know, new market share. So what we see in those companies is they typically then will take their, those administrative tasks and they'll ass- give them new responsibilities that I are see. greater value okay. to company. And that's yeah. really what's happening. So those are the, the the companies who are investing in mobile. Those are the growing companies. Those are the okay. companies that are adding jobs.
2: Okay, what what um, are some of the major challenges that are facing small and and mid sized business that you think today? Is it the fact that they're not growing or not really being aware that they need to grow and invest?
3: You know, some of the some of the biggest challenges that I think existing companies have. Um, mm-hmm. Is what they can't see, and you know what? What what's not easy to see is the uh, the entrepreneurship that a lot of the millennials have. And I don't know what this is all going to look like yet, but there are uh-huh. millennial people who are starting new businesses that are out to challenge and disrupt almost every industry. Smart kids who are looking to. Change the processes, remodel the way that things are made, remodel the way that things are consumed, remodel mm-hmm. the way that things are experienced. So I think that they a problem that a lot of existing companies have is a complacency because they might look at their competitors and say, ah, you know what? I don't think I need to, um, you know, invest certain in, in certain kinds of things because I don't see other competitors doing it. But, and then the next thing you know is there's somebody else you've never even heard of who comes into your industry and just knocks you off of your pedestal. And now you're on the defensive and maybe in a position where you can't respond quickly enough to be able to compete. And a great example of that, that I think probably everybody's heard about is Uber. Right. I
2: was just, I wrote it down. I was just about to mention it. My God, this guy just came along and just blew everybody away. <laughs> yeah. So if
3: you if you think about that, you know, they, yeah. they not only came up with a technology that allowed people to find a ride, but they came up with an entire new labor model yes. where you don't have to be a licensed, medallion-owning taxi driver, highly regulated, all of that stuff. And it appears as if most municipalities are... Uh, you know allowing um, Uber and Lyft and some of these other companies to come in in unregulated types of fashions, and I happen to know people who who have been displaced in jobs like finance and other places that where where we've been losing jobs who mm-hmm gone to work for Uber and it's been a godsend for them. It's yes, not great absolutely. money. They might not be making six-figure it money is. like they did before, but it's a right. bridge for them because they never could have gotten a taxi cab license, but overnight they sign up for Uber and they they might make 20, 25 bucks an hour, you know, and at least keep the lights on while they sort right. of figure out what's right. next. It's so, you true. know, in their uh, in their industry and there are u- Uber like examples in all kinds of industries.
2: I know, that, I know um, there are. You, well, you it's, it's it going to require it's, people to really, I think, take a look at what, what is. It's like, you know, I, I'm going back to your, your case, like you came in and you helped people in businesses to become more productive and more competitive and creating structure for them. But all of a sudden you look and it's like, wow, our, our companies. Have outgrown I mean you know our our skill sets of what they what they need, so it's like right. keeping pace with what's next and right. so 2016 is coming in real fast paul and what should businesses be thinking about as it relates to mobile uh mobile sales mobile app uh what 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 are you what are your thoughts you know what i I think that um
3: it, for an existing business, the, the first thing that you should do is recognize that not everyone can come up with an Uber-type idea, right. and, and I wouldn't recommend that people just sit back and wait until they come up with that billion-dollar mm-hmm. transcendent-type mm-hmm. idea. What companies mm-hmm. can do is um, look to see how they can equip their people today with basic information. Mm -hmm. Um, Our focus these days is on salespeople and delivery reps. And the the people in those kinds of jobs who are the most successful are the ones who are the better informed and the ones who are the better informed are the most confident, right? If you have Mm -hmm. an informed, confident salesperson, Mm -hmm. they're going to be more successful than someone who's not. And a great way to be able to do that is if you can come up, and, and most companies have access to some pretty low-cost sales applications that will at least give them basic customer information, basic information about available inventory in mm-hmm. their
1: warehouses
3: and, and current pricing and maybe even photos of what those products look like. Maybe that app also will allow them to place a quote or um take an order, accept a payment, you know, something like that. Wow. But at least if you get the basic information so I can see, you know, what kind of what's my sales history with this customer, right? Think about the last thing that a salesperson might do be, before they go into a sales meeting with a prospect or or a customer. Most of them are probably looking at Facebook or Instagram or something like that. Why shouldn't they be looking at an app that their company gives them so they can look at the profile of the customer account on their smartphone right before they walk into that meeting.
2: Well, Paul, I'm I'm afraid I'm going to have to break off right now for another break. I think we're coming to the close of the show. I haven't even gotten started yet. (laughs) I tell you, this has been an interesting conversation, and I want to just kind of share this before we have to break off, because I'd like to have you come back <clears throat> and share a little bit more. But what is the personal credo that you live by?
3: Boy, the personal credo that I live mm. by—I probably, you know, I probably, I probably have a gazillion of them. Can I tell you that? I've, oh, I've absolutely,
2: because a- we're just going to take a quick break, and we're going right. to come, we're going to uh, come right back. And then I have a couple of more questions that we'll ask you. All so, right. listeners, right. stay right there because we have more questions to ask Mrs. Iliak, and we'll be right back. Thank you.
1: What's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice TRN. What makes you the best you can be? Is it money? Is it success? Maybe it's love, a good career, home, and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanacola, along with her featured guests will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, Noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Get ready to experience a more fulfilling lifestyle. Tune in to Direct Connect Empowerment with host Fee Mazanke. The show will feature guests who have changed their lives by using the Direct Connect coaching program or have worked with the same concepts that this program offers. By hearing how others have been transformed, you will be inspired to move forward. Direct Connect Empowerment with Fee Mazanti can be heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're making it easier
0: to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
1: This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest... Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program.
2: Welcome back to Transformation for Success Show with Dr. Barbara Young. And I'm here talking today with Mr. Paul Ziliak on the topic that I call The joys of mobile technology. So we've been having quite a discussion on mobile technology and the future. And what are some of the challenges? We have talked about some of the challenges that are facing small and uh, mid-sized businesses today. And we're also talking about how... Can we begin to think smart or people think smart for the future in terms of mobile apps and where are we going? So, Paul, I know uh, I thought we were going to wrap up the show. We're not wrapping up the show, thank God, (laughs) because we have a few more things (laughs) that I wanted to ask you about. And it was, you know, sort of uh, putting on your lens of forecasting what do you envision in terms for the future and for a company that is unsure about. Where to start with mobile? What do you say to them?
3: So yeah, in terms of starting with uh, in starting with mobile apps, you know there there are a lot of choices that are out there. There there are a lot of um, very low cost apps, a lot of free apps to be able to equip salespeople, you know, with backend systems to just be more aware of the customer, to be more aware of your products, right? So you can be you know more confident. Uh, person, mm-hmm. but I think you know that where where our businesses are going to continue to grow and thrive is going to be with a uh, focus on our local economies and rebuilding our yeah. local economies and mm-hmm. and and i don 't know exactly what that's going to look like right now, but we certainly see it um, in um in food right that's mm-hmm. become a big movement where people want to be able to buy. You know, meat, produce, uh, you know, things that are grown locally, and and people have a a, a bias uh, to build up and take a lot of pride in their local brands. But we can't build you know our entire economies around just food, right? I, and mm-hmm. no. but at the same no. time, I don't think I don't think it's realistic to think that all of the manufacturing that, that moved over the course of the last several decades to uh, Mexico and, and to China and mm-hmm. Vietnam and, and, and other places that we can expect to just pull those jobs back here. I think the better thing is, you know, let's focus on what can we do um, for our Internally. environment, <laughs> our, our environment, for our mm-hmm. local needs, for um, the world that we live in now right i think that right. our, our 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 housing needs are changing and evolving i think we're going to start to see more shared housing right we see it mm-hmm. with the way that vacation homes are are uh, are um rented out right now and we're seeing it with uh, airbnb right that's disrupting the hotel uh, industry oh yeah um, oh you, yeah it, right it, and and i think that <laughs> Um, Real estate construction, all of those kinds of things are going to be evolving. And the millennials are going to dictate the rules on that because those are the people who are building the new lives, right? People of my generation have many of, of us, most of us have sort of cast out our lifestyle. And a lot of us are not in a position to evolve our lifestyle a lot, right? So we mm-hmm. work really right. hard to make whatever changes we need to support our lifestyle. Where we are now. Mille- yeah. Mille- millennials are still, they haven't had to make that commitment yet, right? So mm-hmm. I think we're going to see changes in consumer behavior, smaller houses, smaller apartments, more ride-sharing type things. In Chicago, shared bikes is a big thing. So, is that um, a big
2: thing now? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh. Yeah.
3: So look, look for more and more of those kinds of things. I don't think it's, about, it's all about growth. I think it's about the way that we evolve. And that's a new way of thinking in America. I think it's a new way of thinking in, in the world. Certainly for my generation and older, um, it's a challenging you know, way, way to uh, think. For me, it's exciting because I'm kind of wired to think that way, but it will be challenging for uh a, a, a lot of us quote unquote older folks
2: what I want to ask you, Paul, that I usually ask women, and it is about how do you um, integrate all that you do with work life balance and that's a question I, like I said, I was intrigued about you because you have three sons and you're doing yes. a lot with your sons coaching baseball since 2007. I think you, have you've done a lot. So share, how do you make it all work?
3: Uh, well, first of all, I have an amazing wife. <laughs> so that Naturally. Would my, that would, that would be <laughs> uh, my recommendation. Find the right partner, you know, for you mm-hmm. is, uh, is, is a good way to start. Um, and, uh, and second of all, I guess, you know, you had asked, uh, you know, what, what's my credo or, you know, what's my mantra? Nice. And, and I have a, a, a lot of sources of inspiration that I draw on in, in, in life. But one of the things um, for me is, is to recognize that in, in my life that it's not all about me mm-hmm. and that if I, it, you know, when I look at my kids and just the opportunity that I have to um, bear witness to, to their growth, to their That's lives, wonderful. to um, knowing that the thing that their hopes, dreams, aspirations might not be the same as mine, um, but to be open to be thrilled and delighted by that um, That's wonderful it, it, yeah. is, it makes it a lot easier to kind of deal with the ups and downs, but in order in order to to bear witness to that, you have to be part of it. Right. Right. You have to be you have to. um, And it's something that I that I do. You know, I come home for dinner every night Uh, when I worked in public accounting. The partners never went home. They stayed so late. You know, and I'd hear how they talk disparagingly about family life and all of that. And that's one of the things I didn't like about that culture. And I think a lot of that has changed in CPA firm. Culture, but right. I'm, I sure it there, it was, I'm sure it has. I'm sure it has. You know, Paul, was, I hate to say horrid. this,
2: but I'm going to have to wrap up the show. But I, I want to just thank you for sharing too. One that you have family values, that you value your family, and that you want to share with them. And I think that's wonderful. And I really want to thank you for sharing with the listeners today. And I know we've enjoyed hearing your transformational journey and how you were able to integrate all of your educational and professional background and cultivate an expertise where you brings you joy. So I want to thank you listeners today for hearing Paul's journey and remarkably how he survived a staggering impact in his life, and, but realized his success would be upon his ability not just to recognize that fact, but to evolve in a way to find success. So I challenge each of you listeners to take time before the end of this week to understand what you are here to do. Because when you do, you will pursue it with passion and enthusiasm. So I want you to listen next week as I have another guest, Mr. Lamar Bell, a famous drummer with an incredible story. You will not want to miss this challenging transformation story. So... Thank you for listening, and this is your success coach, Dr. Barbara Young, signing off until next Tuesday. Be inspired, be challenged, be encouraged, and be forever transformed. Thank you.
1: We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 2 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an outstanding week!